Hello and welcome to the Place to Place podcast. I'm Claire Dewhurst, the director of City Nation Place, which is the forum for place brands and place marketing. The idea behind this podcast series is to create a chain of conversations between place branding leaders to give you the opportunity to listen in to honest conversations about their challenges, the solutions they're finding, and the opportunities they're exploring to ensure that their place brand strategies deliver real economic benefits. We're really thrilled that you've chosen to tune in and I hope you enjoy the discussions. So welcome back to this next episode and welcome back Claire Prentice from Brand Scotland. Lovely to have you here with us again Claire. And Claire has asked us to connect her with Maris Gerskus who is from the Government Chancellery of Lithuania. That's a new organisational name on me so I hope I've said it properly. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation between two nations. So over to you Claire. Thank you so much, Claire, and thanks to Claire and Katie for inviting me back for another podcast. It's it's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to be talking to Marius uh, this afternoon. So hello, Marius. It's good to see you. What I was hoping we'd talk about today, I mean, at Brand Scotland, as I'm sure in many nations, you know, I think we absolutely recognise that promoting our country and our brand internationally is 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 really really important but for that to be effective it's really important that you know you have that belief and that advocacy at home so I'm hoping that some of what we can talk about today because I know that that sort of similar ethos is just as important to to brand Lithuania so welcome Marius hello hello thank you for having me I'm very happy to be here great so I've got a few questions to kick us off, but um, I know that uh, Brand Lithuania do do lots of great work, and part of that uh, was recognised at the City Nation Place Awards a couple of years ago, where Brand Lithuania won the Best Citizen Engagement Award with your Lithuania's DNA project. And I think the reason I was particularly interested in that piece of work is I think it taps into exactly what I just mentioned around how as nation brands and countries we can tap into that that insight and that advocacy of our domestic citizens and and really using that to inform our nation brand strategies and communications approaches and I suppose doing that in a way that's authentic and and credible and I think that piece of work certainly spoke to a lot of that so it'd be really brilliant to hear a little bit more about that piece of work. Indeed, Claire, it is very, I mean, I would say the crucial part may be to engage with citizens in a country in building your brand. And, you know, there is a saying, it takes two for tango. So it takes at least three to nation branding building. It, it means government, business and civil society. And what we did actually from the very beginning, before starting, you know, building up the strategy for country branding, we knew that there will be a crucial part to involve citizens. And that's why we, you know, launched a special project, the Lithuania DNA project as a citizen engagement project, building country brand. So just, you know, if you look back since 1996, Lithuania has made actually several attempts to build a national brand. And unfortunately, all of them were successful. Just one, the last one was successful. And the reasons were different. It is disapproval or distrust by general population, disagreement between experts and a public regarding the core values and the features of nations' grants, the lack of continuity of the process. And, you know, 
having learned those lessons, we thought that before the launching, you know, this country branding process, we have to, to consult with the public and we actually launched this project. And this project consisted actually from different parts. One of the part was surveys and the citizens had the ability, you know, to express their view how Lithuania should be presented abroad. And we did actually a survey on our webpage, Lithuania.lt, and we received more than 7,000 answers to short questions, actually. What does it mean for just general people in Lithuania? How the country should be presented? What the values, the core values should be that we will, you know, talk with foreign audiences? And that was quite a successful attempt to, to receive those answers. And the, another part was a public campaign. On board, we had actually national TV, radio, panel discussions. We had a lot of discussions also with key stakeholders. So, you know, combining all those process, at the end, we came up with the idea with, that Lithuania should be presented abroad as a country open for cooperation to co-create solutions to global problems. And that's the core value for our brand. It also was important, you know, to discuss with citizens about the core values which should be presented. And the core values, uh, after long discussions, we have discovered that the core values is freedom to create, connection with the nature, development, and drive. So those are the main values which were presented by ordinary people. And later on, we put all those answers of our citizens and gave those answers actually to the experts who developed the strategy. So it was very useful input from general public to the experts. And that's how we created the strategy. So this is actually the crucial point to involve citizens and to console them how the country should be presented and I think that this was a very successful way and we are continuing to. Absolutely. And it's, it's brilliant to hear that. And obviously so much evidence and, and data gathered to inform that process and then that leading through to a kind of positioning for your brand and, and values. And I suppose having that rooted in what your people in the country were telling you is, is just so, so powerful. And I suppose just building on that, so... Whilst, you know, you talked about open for co-creation and, and some of the core values that sit as part of that brand. One of the things I'm also interested in is how do you then take that a stage further? So obviously that sort of creative platform and those values can really shape how you talk about Lithuania internationally. But how do you also use that to continue to tap into domestic citizens and using them very much as advocates and influencers at, at home as well, if that makes sense? Yeah, I, actually, I think that's one of the best examples uh, talking about how people became real advocates of the brand is our support to Ukraine. I mean, many, I think, of the initiatives which started from the grassroots and just several of them. One of them is uh, a Raiderum uh, project. And it was like, you know, the goal to collect money for radars. And the initial goal was to collect 5 million, but we ended with a 14 million. So it was done in one month and it, it was initiated by grassroots movements, NGOs, and people joined and donated. And this is the clear example how our value, which is in a brand, the freedom, 
actually works in, in practice. Another one is, you know, this drive for, and the latest example, our traveler, this went and travel outermost Wallachus. We just finished this four month journey crossing the Atlantic Ocean in a single rowing boat. That's, you know, also good example how, you know, individual Lithuanian demonstrates the value of drive and I would say even bravery. So we see those values in concrete peoples, you know, citizens, Lithuanians, and they are real ambassadors of our brands. And in practice, by doing, not only by talking, you know, they actually present what is behind the brand and the core value of the brand. So this is, I think, the, the, the best examples, which demonstrates that the brand, which was built up together with citizens, experts, you know, after long panel discussions, conferences, analyzing strategic documents, actually also analyzing what other countries are doing. And we came up also with this idea to co-create global solutions. And I think that this attitude is quite different from what other countries do, because Usually countries want to show how they are good. I mean, faster, better, and so on. And this approach, especially after pandemic and these days when the war, Russia's war in Ukraine is going on, now we need more collaboration and cooperation because there is no one country on the world which could solve by itself the huge problems. I mean, the biggest problems, for example, the same COVID or the war. So we need cooperation and co-creation. That's the only way. And that's what it is about the Lithuanian brand. I think it's such an important point. And I suppose it's reflective of some of the way we like to think in Scotland as well. You know, we're also a relatively small country. And I think you're absolutely right about this kind of, you know, we're the biggest and the best way of communicating is long gone. And, and certainly that bit of collaboration is much more important, particularly for smaller nations where we can come together and what you're talking around the way you've developed your nation brand and that kind of virtuous circle of the story coming from the citizens and then the citizens being the ones that become the advocates for the brand is just absolutely I think is spot on so thank you for sharing that. I'm also interested in you called it I think earlier you said it takes three to tango and Two to tango, but three to nation brands. Yeah. yeah, well, I think sometimes, I mean, you're probably the same as us. Sometimes it feels like there's a lot more people tangoing than you might necessarily want. So you'd mentioned government, business and citizens. And I suppose I'm thinking more around, you know, kind of other big partners and, and stakeholders, because I'm sure in Lithuania, you probably work in a similar way to Brand Scotland and that we work with, you know, tourism, business, education, the creative industries etc and it's not it's not a, an easy process so I'm just really interested to understand how that works in brand Lithuania and what the structure is and just how you manage some of those relationships and really I guess getting the value out of that that everyone's working together and getting the benefit from that it'd be great to to hear mm -hmm. about that. Indeed is it uh, I I would say the biggest challenge, you know, to engage with stakeholders and to go with all of those, this process, you know, to have those key stakeholders on board and coordinate all the process. So it's, it's quite a challenge. And we, we have started to, to do this actually now five years ago. And we, in two years, we just finished the strategy 
But, you know, afterwards, we have now actually quite, quite also challenging journey to keep all those stakeholders on board. And we have a close cooperation and, you know, just exchanging opinions and working on different projects. But we just, we have started with a strategy and have come board in West Lithuania. But what we have now, travel Lithuania also joined this mother brand. So now we have all key institutional or key stakeholders on board. And we present Lithuania and our story on narratives is almost the same different context and across different sectors. That was the first initial goal, you know, just to have a constant story across different agencies or public sector institutions, not to tell different stories and to do what they have or want to do, actually. So that was the challenge before we started our work, because we had almost 27, I think, institutions which were working on representing when abroad. And you can, you can imagine 27 institutions with 27 different stories and 27 different toolkits and, you know, visual information and so on. So it was quite a wicked chaos and just a lot of efforts to put in uh, to present Lithuania, but what does uh, the result? So now we had managed to coordinate this and we now have quite quite a good system actually we have a 10-year strategy we have an information monitoring system that we just set up and the toolkit for all public sector agencies which are working and representing Lithuania abroad so yeah this this was a quite challenging journey but but now we have all stakeholders on board and i think that the system is functioning very well Thanks, Marius. And, and again, I suppose that's testament to the work that you've done around, you know, a kind of really consistent strategy and, and brand. And I suppose half the battle when you're working with a lot of stakeholders is just making it easy for them to, you know, to tell that story. And, you know, again, that's absolutely what you're doing in Lithuania, and especially when you've got 27 or more different organisations. Does your work extend into working with you know, other partners in the commercial sector and industry, other brands, is that part of your work yeah, yeah. too? This, this is, of course, we're working with a business as well, but this is the next stage. We want more closer to work with, with them and engage with business, especially when we have at an expo ahead in 2025 in Osaka. So we want, you know, to involve business and just let them to tell the story. And we have quite good stories as well, how Actually, today, business, which is recognizable around the world, is on board as well. So for example, uh, Winted, they started their operations in Lithuania, and now they are working in more than 60 countries today. So Winted is very recognizable, for example, in France, and they help us also communicate our brand story and narratives about Lithuania. Another example is the world's leading mobility as a service technology company. They have also started their business in Vilnius and built connected mobility solutions that today help people, cities and companies around the world. So that's real examples how companies help us to tell Lithuanian story. It's so, so important and I suppose it helps create those uh, partnerships and those connections with organizations that share your values and vision etc so that's that's really really interesting another thing I suppose that is notoriously difficult for all of us in this nation brand world is 
know, measuring effectiveness and and the impact of our work. But I know again, you know, that Brand Lithuania have a number of different sort of data led initiatives in place to help monitor, you know, awareness and and perceptions of Lithuania and your nation brand. So. Again, just really interested to hear about that. It's something that we'd love to do more of at Brand Scotland, but it's it's obviously very costly. So, you know, always trying to find ways above and beyond the usual metrics in terms of how we can really measure the success of what we're what we're doing. So really, really interested to hear about that, Marius. Yeah, that that's you know, the question for one million dollars or even more. And you might know that together with CNP, we are working on this measurement and I do hope that in the middle of, of May, we will have results and some kind of you know, solutions because it's not easy to measure in the impact. And b- before we started our project, we, I would say that we were kind of naive and we're thinking that, okay, in two, three years, we will start to measure the changes. But then we realized that this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And it will take five, six, or even 10 years to see the real impact of what we are doing. Of course, you can measure your PR activities, uh, marketing, and so on, you know, digital platforms. You can see metrics and so on. But this is, this is part of the story. And if you want to measure the real impact, you need changes in attitudes and perception of people and it's quite a challenging job, but uh, yeah, we do see that, uh, especially with what we're doing with, you know, our help to Ukraine and the latest actually global soft power index revealed that Lithuania is among top, I think, three countries, which soft power increased the most. And the reason is that exactly the, our foreign policy and, and the pillar of people values. Uh, and just I've just contacted them who did the survey, and they said that the reason why we have those changes is our active position and EU and NATO platforms defending Ukraine and helping Ukraine. And that demonstrates, you know, how the country can make the real impact of change in, on their brand, not by talking, but by doing. This is the, the, the you know, real changes. And how you can measure whether this is some, there is some impact on your brand or not. So yes, it's a quite a long journey, but I think that we could measure in a short term our activities and a long term period as well. Absolutely, and you're you're right. The the work that you're talking about, the city nation place are, are doing, I think is going to be really instrumental in helping us all kind of navigate some of this and that's brilliant to hear what you're talking about in the global soft power index and it does demonstrate that you know in in the sort of marketing communications world there's there's so much we can do but actually the way that nations behave and the, the things that they do you know can can either really support that but I guess it can also it can also go the other way so I suppose just what's next, you know, is there an, a new initiative or something in the pipeline that's coming in the year ahead that you're excited for? Uh, regarding the country branding initiative? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Or are you we, climbing a mountain? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we always have quite, you know, new ideas <laughs> how, how to, to, to do something better. But I'm very happy that we managed to have on board Travel Lithuania because this sector is it's very visible abroad and especially in our target countries. And that's why we wanted to have board travel Lithuania 
to go, you know, with a mother brand, not with some kind of different brand. And finally, after five years work, we succeeded. And actually during the NATO summit and the media center, we will present Lithuania under one brand together with Travel Lithuania. So it will be the first time when we'll have Travel Lithuania joining us and representing Lithuania under one brand, you know, under one story and visually and content. So, so it's really the, the last our achievement, but to, of course we will not stop. We'll continue. And what I've mentioned also that in the near future, our goal is to, to engage more closely with the business because business, as I mentioned, Winted or Trophy or other, not only startups, but, you know, Lithuanian business as well, working here. They actually are the real storytellers because they produce customers in, in foreign countries. They, you know, get to know the Lithuanian products and products or services by our business can tell the story of Lithuania as well. So we want to engage more with business and then find ways how together more actively to tell the story about Lithuania. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, it sounds like you've got a pretty good model in place for, for doing that. Thanks so much, Marius. I think that's us, that's us out of time. I'll hand back to Claire. Time is up, but thank you both so much. I do find it fascinating, you know, having listened to you, how experienced place brand, nation brand leaders use that word brand for both things so easily. So so a lot of your conversations about values and reputation and, and the brand being that thing that's out of your control, it's how people perceive you. And then you talk about, and it's, Good to hear that collaboration with tourism coming on board, finding this venue. And it's something you've been working for, you know, then the brand that you're promoting. And it's that duopoly, isn't it? That, that, that word brand means both things when we're talking about place branding and place marketing. I think it takes a lot for people to grasp that. But it's, yeah. it's very interesting to hear that. And thank you very much for plugs to the City Nation Place measurement study, which is, of course, back to plug Bloom because they're actually doing all the work, just doing the coordinating and yeah. looking forward to their webinar that's coming up where we're going to hear some of the first results. And, and thank you. And the other good thing is, you know, so much of what you talked about, Marius, is these issues that come up time and time again, that private sector collaboration, that, that unified narrative, and they're, they're all issues that we'll doubtless be looking at in the global agenda in November. But thank you, Claire, for, for asking such great questions. Thank you, Marius, for, for sharing your story. Look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode. We're, we're working on that next connection. And thank you to everybody who has been listening today. Tune in to our next episode. There are plenty more on the website for you to catch up with as well. So thanks, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>